0: Welcome once again to a colorfully baked, organized mess of topics, conversations, and ideas. I am your host, Raymond, uh, and today with me uh, for the fourth time, I believe, uh, is Nathan uh, from the Overthinkers podcast.
1: Um, Hello, hello. Uh, One more time I come back on and I get a free cupcake. That's why I got my little stamp card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh
0: and uh you are listening to a bonus episode of the Rainbow Cupcake podcast. Um uh, We're here today to talk about a a uh, a complex topic. Uh I believe uh, I believe that um I was listening to the Overthinker's podcast uh, this week, uh, and you guys were talking about uh, abortion, uh, and and I loved that episode because it was like it. W- I haven't heard it that way before. Where I stand, right? Like I stand in such a in the, in that place of being like, I don't think it's so simple as just like a black and white like. Like, it's, this is wrong or right, it's like, there is such a nuance in that conversation that you can't just be like, well, it's only wrong, and, and you, if you do it, you're a murderer, and, and this and that, like, there's a conversation that needs to be had, and, uh, the, it, it needs to be understood in a wider sense, uh, and the same thing, uh, I think, needs to be applied with this topic. Uh, when we talk about the uh, LGBTQ community, uh, when we talk about uh, this, uh, this group of people um, that for a long time have gotten hurt and have gotten discriminated and has been, um, treated unkindly, I-, I believe, I believe that is true, and, it, it, it like, and there are still parents that kick out their children out of their homes just because of this issue, and I feel like it's not just a, a black and white thing where you're like, well, it's like, well, that's, this is wrong, and, 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 and that's it, no, like, there's, there's a conversation that needs to be had, uh, and, and, and I want to try to have a, a conversation like that today. A conversation that's, that's, uh, that where we try to find out a middle ground, a middle ground between this, uh, in this topic, between the ideas of, of the right and the left of, 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 Christians and non-Christians, um, right. And like, I, I, um and and to start right like um I I wanted to answer like that question like what is what is it what is it to be homophobic like what is it to to be that like what what do you how do you define that uh Nathan
1: hmm good question <clears throat> And obviously, this is a question that I still had to think more about myself. And even after this conversation, I might my, my thoughts might um, be flushed out or change even more. But I would say, out the top my head, someone who's homophobic is homophobic is someone who, well, is so averse to the idea of someone else being homo like homosexual in any way that they kind of dehumanize that other person, or just or just like um, pretend that like being gay. Is not even something that's even part of the human experience where someone if they hear about someone being gay or even hear the concept of being gay they yeah like you're like you're just saying look at things in black and white and so therefore see someone who's who is gay as someone who's automatically evil automatically dehumanized automatically just so not worth considering as a peer or a fellow human being and so therefore viscerally rejects everything they are everything they stand for usually as a means to protect themselves or you just usually as a means to protect their own fragile idea of what the world quote-unquote should be
0: yeah uh and exactly a thing that you put up very clearly like uh, for me like you know uh it's been uh it's been trying to understand what it is like uh, yeah, and socially and everything right it's it's not only the um, you know it's it's fearing it's that fear uh, of the of what you don't understand uh, that uh, um, having that fear of what you don't understand and also rejecting to accept the reality of that person's life
1: mm-hmm it's a mix of fear and arrogance, I would say. Like, there's fear of, like, you don't understand this unknown, so therefore you can't comprehend it and reject it. And also arrogance and assuming, oh, no, I've got everything figured out or everything, like, should align with the way I think. I don't need to change. Everyone else needs to change. So, like, both both of those kind of feed into each other in kind of like a self-fulfilling cycle. And I think I've seen a lot in homophobia and any other sort of narrow-mindedness a person can have.
0: And, and and correct me if, if I'm wrong, right? Uh, I I believe it's a similar discrimination. Um, to I always I always feel so um. Uh, whenever I hear someone from the LGBTQ community talking, I'm like, that sounds a lot like what I experience with ableism, like mm-hmm. when when with my ADHD and and probably autism. I still don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot of people, the way they treat me, like, whenever I tell them I have ADHD, it's, like, it's always, like, this reaction of not accepting my reality, they go, like, oh, no, you're, you're fine, you're, you're, like, you're really smart, or, like, hey, you, nah, you're, uh, uh, do you have ADHD? Wow, like, I didn't notice, you know, it's, like, it's like this even though they're they're trying to be nice they are still not accepting my reality so it's it like it's like i can notice like that discrimination that that ableism that they're throwing at me it's like is there like they're not they're going like oh i wasn't trying to like offend you but mm-hmm. like not accepting that reality
1: mm-hmm. i think it just boils down to like i think the commonality in all of this is that as human beings it's just hard for us to uh, perceive things that are beyond our comprehension. So like when it comes Mm -hmm. to someone who's straight, they just can't comprehend the idea of being gay. Or when it comes to someone who's neurotypical, they just can't comprehend the struggles of being neurodiverse because it's literally just not in their reality or their purview. It's like the same way how like in some Eldritch horror story of like Cthulhu, where like some person experiences Cthulhu for the first time their brain breaks because they literally just can't comprehend that elder to be beyond mm-hmm. them. So I think it's the same thing where whenever we're faced with something that we can't fully comprehend because it's not normally in our purview, we just react very strongly to it and either like viscerally hate it like someone who's homophobic or someone who's like means a bit more well but it still like does some pain like say ableist. They don't necessarily viscerally hate it but they still like sort of pretend not even pretend it's just more like oh no this is fine because it's fine because i imagine it's fine because i can't imagine it anything being not fine so it's kind of going from one extreme to the other where it's like either this is a threat or this is non-existent because i just can't comprehend any sort of middle ground
0: yeah that is really interesting actually it's like uh it's like either seeing it like oh uh, like i'm a f- really afraid of you like i like you're this is disgusting. Like, this is something that's, mm-hmm. like, disturbing me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't be around you. Mm-hmm. And then there's the... Like, like you said, it's like the... Ah, this is... Uh, this is okay. But it's, like, the... It's that okay where it's, like... I'm still not gonna, like, accept that reality. I can mm-hmm. be around you, though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. fine with being around you, but I'm not gonna accept your reality. Mm-hmm. I still think... I still think you're, what you're doing uh, is, it like it's not real
1: mm-hmm. there's I no think. there's no
0: engagement yeah exactly exactly I, I i don't think this really exists i think you're just making everything up in your
1: mind and you're confused mm-hmm. uh it's like okay it's like okay auntie uh brenda who's like 70 years old like yes the goblins are coming to get you yeah sure whatever now go to bed auntie brenda <laughs> it's fine <laughs> but uh, like the, the the question that we, that we have
0: right in the, in the episode is, are, like, are we homophobic? And, and what I mean with that is, like, are Christians homophobic? Mm-hmm. Like, like, be, like, let's be honest mm-hmm. right now, right? Uh, a lot of Christians are going to tell you, oh, I'm not homophobic. Like, a lot of them. Uh... <laughs> like, all the time, I hear it every single place, but every time I hear that, like, oh, I'm not homophobic, then I hear something homophobic come out of their mouth. (laughs) 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 Or, like, in the writing, or whatever they're writing, they're like, like, this is not to offend anyone, this is not to hurt Mm -hmm. anyone, but here are, here's the truth. I'm like, okay, let's hear your truth. Um... And I think there is. A, what do you think, Nathan? Like, is it, do you believe
1: that? Is that a? I think, yeah. I think it's definitely there. And I think again, it's well. I, I think. I think for, for some people, yeah, it's definitely not well-meaning. It definitely comes from a place of fear and anxiety. I think for other people, though, there's also plenty of cases where they do mean well. It's just they never really stop and think about it. And I think that's a problem with a lot of the church yeah. today. And I think a lot of our culture today as well is just they just never really stopped to really think. It's just more like yeah. they just come to a quick answer being like, oh yeah, of course I'm this. Or, oh yeah, of course I'm not this. And don't really think about like the ramifications or the possibilities. Or they just never even consider a possibility, oh yeah, maybe I am homophobic and maybe I need to work on this. They just default to, no, I'm not homophobic, therefore I don't need to work on anything. And therefore yeah. miss out on all the things that they need to work on. And so I think our church is homophobic and a lot of other things just as a result of not willing, people not willing to, like, take a good look at themselves and, as, and, therefore, the people around them as well. People aren't, like, to go with the moniker of, our, of the podcast I'm a part of, people aren't really partaking in the joys of overthinking, and so they're not really looking at themselves and, therefore, not looking at the possibilities and, therefore, refusing to engage with, engage with other people as a result, especially people who are trying to think through themselves
0: yeah here's and, and here's the thing right it's uh like you said it, it, it's not about it's not like I don't think it's coming from a place of hatred, and that's what I want to talk to mm-hmm. with the our friends who are listening who who may be LGBTQ, like there are people out there that are coming from a place of hate but a, a lot of other people like you see um a, a lot of them are also just uneducated mm-hmm. like they and they choose they choose to stay that way because they think right that that's the right way. Yeah. They're never given a
1: reason to think otherwise. They just keep going mm-hmm. in that same direction. So, like, an object in motion stays in motion. An object of rest stays at rest. A person that's defined by their biases will continue to be defined by their biases until someone tells okay. them otherwise. Exactly. And here's the thing. Here's what they need. I think you can
0: notice if somebody... What somebody needs, right? Because uh, I've met different types of Christians in uh, within this issue right there's like the 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 christian that is totally homophobic and like hateful Mm -hmm. like towards them like they're like don't get close to them don't 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 you dare to get close to them and this and that and then there's the there's the ones we're talking about where it's like kind of more of a like i don't know any other way like this is what i've been taught Mm -hmm. and like I'm like I'm not being hateful. like I, I, I can talk to you, like we can be friends, but you gotta know, I'm gonna tell you this. this is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then they say a bunch of things that I don't think are true. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but um and and, and and then you have the ones that actually have had family members and friends who are LGBTQ who have actually tried to understand those people and, uh, been like, oh, okay. Um, now I understand Mm -hmm. and I am going to be tolerant and I'm going to actually try to like not be offensive with the words I use and the things I say, like I actually start thinking about how to talk about the LGBTQ community, right? Because it's the fact that um, the, the fact that you have to, like you said, it, you have to have that experience really with different kind of people in the world, mm-hmm. people that don't have your same. Worldview, so that you are able to create a better uh understanding of
1: your neighbor mm-hmm.
0: like that's that's the goal
1: and that's the vision and that was the creation of the church there's all these people from all these different facts of life who by all means should not have had any sort of opportunity to interact with to begin with all these various people coming together and learning from each other and engaging with each other and fellowshipping with each other. all you, And they're all so vastly different from each other, but they're all united by their common love of God. So like even this other person has vastly different views from me, has vastly different whatever for me, I can still accept them as a brother, fellow brother and, or sister in Christ because we both love God and he loves us. And so therefore there's no reason for us not to engage with each other. Not necessarily that we have to be best friends, like know every single thing about each other, but the fact that we can see each other as fellow beloved people and therefore treat each other as such, as opposed to trying to reject each other or dehumanize each other as an excuse to justify my own biases or my own insecurities.
0: Yeah. And I think that the... The major issue right that I see with, with um, Christians in church and the church, right when it comes to this topic, when it comes to the LGBTQ community is the fact that we are trying to do something that we don't do with anything else that we think is a sin.
1: Mm.
0: right you don't see people protesting out there about people getting uh having sex before marriage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for example like you don't see a protest like in the streets like stop having sex before marriage stop having sex before marriage Mm -hmm. like you don't see that like that that's not a thing like you don't see uh, people out there protesting for people that lie. You don't see mm-hmm. uh, people protesting for for people who are stealing. Mm-hmm. Like, this does not happen. It's not a thing that we do, right? What did Jesus say? Like, he said, hey, go out there and preach the good news.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The good news. Not, like, go out there and tell everybody how they're wrong and they're mm-hmm. going to go to hell. <laughs>
1: you know? That was the literal opposite of what he did.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know who he told... Like, uh, it's always funny to me because I'm always trying to change this in, in people's minds. Mm-hmm. The people that he's told you're going to hell were the people that were religious <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when he was talking to people that were like religious and like the pharisees and all that stuff those people he called vipers those people mm-hmm. he called foxes th- those people he he'd tell them if you continue to be like this you're going to hell like, mm-hmm. And even and even that wasn't from
1: a place of complete hate. It was just, no, more, like, was extreme it? frustration. Because mm-hmm. he knew. Because the reason he was so harsh with the Pharisees and all these other religious beliefs is because he knew they should have known better. Exactly. So like, it was like an in-family discussion where it's like, Mom, Dad, we've known this for all these years, and you should have known better by now. Or, like, Cousin Larry, you should know this. Like, we talked about this all the time. Why won't you listen? And so, like, that's why he's especially harsh with them. And even that wasn't from a place of hate. And yet we still re- like to respond to... With so much hate to all all these other people nowadays that are so different mm-hmm. from from, me, from us, and that's not what Jesus wanted. Exactly, and that's what I always say. I'm like, we're not supposed to be treating the
0: world with hatred. Like we're not supposed to be treating the world, excluding them from everything. I think, I, I think it's like a misunderstanding of of mm-hmm. some of the uh, of the writings of Paul. I think it is. Because people like, mm-hmm. there's like this clear line that people started making, uh, of being like, we're not gonna be hanging out with the world, and the world is something apart from us, and mm-hmm. uh, we basically villainize them all the time. They're yes. they're the children of the devil. They are the outsiders. Like,
1: <laughs> like. Yep. Class classic <laughs> tribalism.
0: Why are we doing that? Like it, that's not at all what Jesus did. It's like uh like or what he wanted us to do. And that's not at all what the disciples did with their lives. Mm-hmm. They were open. They were open mm-hmm. to to go and and serve and treat kindly and mm-hmm. and and share the gospel, right? And once those people, like, chose that, once they chose it, they, they were like, hey, this sounds interesting. Their, the the worldview sounds fair. Because you got to remember that a lot of the things that they were preaching were basically, like, changing society, societal norms. mm mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: And in in a way that felt healthy in yeah. a way that felt like women were getting treated better uh children were getting treated better uh even back then because back then there was no there was not good treatment towards the towards the woman there was no good treatment towards the kids and right now we can go back to we can read the Bible and be like oh, this, this, like, we, we're, like, looking at our modern time and inserting it into the Bible and being, like, why are these people so, uh, sexist? Why are these people mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. uh, this or that? And I'm, like, no, they're not. Like, they're the opposite. They were fighting for rights. Like, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they were freeing slaves from their
1: masters. So like, they, like... like- you, like y'all got to understand the historical the historical context here. You got to look it up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like every time I hear somebody,
0: it's just out there. Like guys, like every time I hear someone who who's not Christian who doesn't read the Bible, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like the Bible, it's like full of slavery and full of sexism." And I'm like, <laughs> "Where? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I get what you mean." I get what you mean, but just because a book has those things in it doesn't mean that they are for it. Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that just because a book has murder on it, it doesn't mean they're saying murder is good. (laughs) There's a (laughs) commandment called do not murder, but there's a bunch of murdering in the Bible. It's like, so, like, you can't judge... A, a book by its content, it, 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 you have to judge it by its, like, basically the message it's trying to deliver, right? You can just be like, well, this book, it's the same thing with video games, right? We go like, oh, this, this game is so violent, like, it's gonna corrupt the mind of a children. So it's like, well, not really. Like,
1: have you, like, I mean, have you played the
0: game it's fun <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah and like ironically even though you've seen this uh, deem this game is so violent because it has a lot of like action or whatever the main theme in the game is all about how vengeance begets vengeance and like how the main character learns that like maybe violence isn't always the answer or how like he is a victim of this violent cycle and he's trying to rise above it blah 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 it's like if you take the time to actually engage with the thing as opposed to hyper fixing on this like one little i don't know pimple that you see and therefore deem the whole thing as bad, if you took some time to engage instead, you'd actually see, oh, no, it's actually trying to fit with what you are what you believe, you just are just too narrow-minded to notice it.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it, it comes, it always comes from a place of hatred, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and here's the thing that I want everybody to kind of, let's get on the same page here. We are in a hate-to-hate cycle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, people in the LGBTQ community, not everybody, not everybody. I'm saying uh, mm-hmm. there are people out there that hate Christians with the complete guts. Speak why? Because they had a horrible experience with a Christian. Probably their parents mm-hmm. or the church they were going to, right? And they, like, every single Christian they meet, they're, like, they're trying to, like, find some kind of flaw with them. Or, or trying mm-hmm. to be, like, I'm not going to be your friend because you're Christian. Right? Guys, you're doing the same thing that they're yes. doing to you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it's like... It, and you're creating that cycle because then that person who's a Christian, right? They're going to be like, oh, this is how all LGBTQ people are. And and they mm-hmm. are going to treat LGBTQ... They're going to keep treating LGBTQ people badly. And you're creating this, like, hatred circle that just keeps going. Uh, and sometimes people don't just you know, stop and, and think, you know, and be like, well, if I don't treat this person with hatred right now, right? Maybe, well, without knowing them, you know, um, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I can convince this person of this, right? <laughs> I can share my, my point of view, my, my, my reality, and maybe this person is going to actually listen. Uh, Right, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you have this experience. Have you, you ever? If you have, um, if you had friends from the LGBTQ community, but uh, I've had a couple of friends uh, from the LGBTQ community. I've uh, been friends with trans people, um, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of gay people, um, and, and bisexual and lesbians, like. I've been uh, friends with, yeah, also asexual people, and, and they always tell me, it's like, they can't understand how I am Christian, and I still hold my faith, my beliefs, but I am so loving towards them, and I actually care about them, and they always go like, you're you're different, Raymond like you're a different type of christian right uh because they notice right they notice that I am not a hypocrite right like i'm not, like I actually follow my faith and I know what I'm talking about I read the bible i i pray to my god i I serve my God I go to church, I do all the things. That I have to do as a as a believer, right? Uh, and I follow I follow God's commandments as much as I as I can, uh, but I still I'm open to understand and love those outside of my faith. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Jesus called me to do. Mm-hmm. Like we can't. Alienize. Like, we can't be like, well, now I'm just going to push these people aside because either they make me uncomfortable or I think they're going to corrupt me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, one of the things that I was a teenager, right, I still hold this view. When I was a teen, and I'm going to be completely honest here, right, I mm-hmm. still hold the view uh i i I believe i was homophobic um the way i talked about it and like i didn't understand it i had never met anyone in the lgbtq community that doesn't excuse it but Mm -hmm. it's still um but here's the thing right the first time people started we started like i actually went with my parents the first time we started protesting for marriages for lgbtq banner for homosexual marriages to be allowed like legally right and we went out to protest while i was there i felt this weird thing in me like this like this question like arose in my head like is this right Hmm. like are we doing something that we should be doing like I've never we've never done this for anything else right and if, 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 if everything is a scene, uh, like if everything is like equal sin to God, why are we treating this like it's some kind of plague? Like we shouldn't allow this anywhere. And I was, I had that question, but, but I, you know, I kept going with my normal life. Like I kept, I, I was there. You know, um, and that you know that question kept growing in my head. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and I continued to see the treatment. My, uh, my, uh, uh, I, I continue to see the treatment. People would tell me in, in the church, right? People would tell me, like, I would say, "Oh, there's like a gay person in my um, in my class," and something like that. And they would be like, "Oh, you shouldn't get close to them because." Like, uh, you know And it's like What? Um Okay, well and, And that just created more questions in my head It's like, but I have a bunch Of friends that are That are liars And that like, they're so Uh, they do a lot of Like, things that I consider Quote unquote evil Uh And it's like Huh Why are we why do we have this sort of discrimination towards this group of people? And then I just kept growing until I was like I I think I'm done. I think I'm done believing this lie. I think it because it's a lie. It's a it's a lie to for me to be a Christian that that believes in in mercy love compassion and then turn around and say but this person right here does not deserve any of that <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this person right here like this person does not deserve it uh-huh.
1: it's it's like that one joke for the Austin Powers movie like there's two things I can't stand people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: exactly very hypocritical in the same line Uh, like it's really Mm -hmm. funny Um, oh my gosh that's really good that's a really good example Uh, (laughs) but yeah like look I think that we shouldn't be taking rights away from people who do not stand in our faith. What do you do? You agree with that, like Nathan? It's like, oh yeah. I don't know if, as Christians, we and as the church, we're supposed to go out there and change the laws of the world. Like we are meant to to change the world and to make it a better place. Like I do realize that. But I think it's like community at a time. It's not like mm-hmm. let's revolt and take down the like the laws and
1: write them down again the way God intended them to be. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think our difficulty as Christians, among many other things, is that we're a little too over ambitious or a little too globally minded, or like we think too much about the big picture and the big picture scares us. So either we try to oversimplify the big picture or we just kind of miss the forest for the trees. So, like, in the case of laws and things like that, I think a lot of Christians are a little too, like, overzealous when it comes to trying to impart their Christianity on the nation's laws. And, like, yes, of course, render to Caesar what is Caesar's, but also render to God what is God's. Where it's like, okay, there is a boundary, there is a line, there is a balance where we need to, like, do our parts as, like, Americans to, like, do, like, we have our responsibilities as Americans in order to, like, take care of our laws, vote, do other things, or whatever. But at the same time, our main priority as Christians is to like, what you're saying, minister to the people that are in front of us, minister to our community. And, like, I think we kind of underestimate the fact that if each of us just take an, make an effort to legitimately love and minister to the people around us, and then, the, and then the people now down the street from us do the same, and the people down the street from them do the same, that makes a big chain reaction that does start to change the world on a global level. It just kind of start small and then it all builds up but then I think a lot of people come at it from the opposite direction it's like we need to start big and have everything trickle down Mm -hmm. but then things fall apart when they try to when they themselves try to like make everything change on a big Mm -hmm. global level from the top because that's a lot harder and that kind of denies one's own actual responsibilities or powers, because you're not even thinking about what you yourself can do, you're thinking about oh, what can my president do, or what can my governor do, or what can they do, and so you start, again, miss the Forest the trees where you're so caught up in, like, all of these laws that are above you and stuff like that, they don't really look at the person that's right in front of you who just needs a person to listen to their woes or something. Exactly.
0: Um, it's really, really, really interesting um, to think about in like i wanted uh, so i, I want to kind of close that little chapter of this conversation saying this christians should focus more like nathan said in trying to build that community of help and and, and uh trying to trying to um get their neighbor's attention right and share the gospel which is what jesus wanted us to do he wanted us to 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 go place to place and whoever accepted that whoever accepted it right they joined us now and they become brothers and sisters they uh and they are um basically disciples right he jesus says Jesus said, go and make disciples. He didn't say, go and force people to join us. He didn't say, exactly. convert people. We don't convert people. People mm-hmm. can't be converted by us. The only person that converts people is God. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't force people and you can't be like, oh, like, I, I've seen this a lot, right? Like, I understand where they're coming from, these people that preach outside, like I admire a lot. I admire a lot of people that go out there and preach outside with their microphones, or go out there
1: and talk to people face to face. Yeah, there's a lot of passion and boldness there, of course. Like, yeah. There's, like, there's there's definitely stuff to admire. But then the flip side, you can tell that they're trying too hard to like, yeah, change minds or win arguments or condemn people. Yes. When like you just said, God does that. We don't do that. Our goal is just to share our testimony and minister to people. Correct. Because what I think about is, like, that one moment in um, the Gospels where a, a, bl- a blind man gets healed by Jesus, and then, like, he gets brought to court. And literally, he just says, guys, I don't know what happened either. All I know is, I don't understand the ramifications of this. I don't know how mud suddenly heals me and, like, makes me see again. All I know is that I was blind, and now I see. That just my testimony. And, like, that's mm-hmm. exactly enough to... Help minister to others. Just share what's happened to you. Share what's on your heart. Share what God has done for you. That's all he asks for you. He doesn't want you to fight battles for him. He yes. doesn't want you to win arguments for him. Yes. He just wants you to share yourself. And we're so scared to share ourselves with people who are different from us because we think they're a threat or they think or we think they're just not worth our time. But God, God has made everyone worthy of love because he's de- deemed it so. So even if they don't agree with us, they are still worthy of love. And if they do agree with us and share a love of God, then like you said, they are our brothers and sisters in Christ, and therefore we disciple them together. We lo- we do life together with them. We work alongside together with them. Again, not trying to like make them be better or like think better or whatever. It's just trying to enjoy the fact that we are united by our love of God and he's the one that's doing that good work in us and we want to celebrate that good work he's doing in myself and others and everyone else and that's the point of discipleship celebrating the goodness that God is doing and letting him do more good work in us and outside of us
0: preach brother preach (laughs) Uh, that is exactly it right and and for you know just know that I believe that Christians and the church should not try, um, uh, like we were saying, should not be trying to interfere with your life. Because if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in the Bible, if you're, if you're happy and contempt with the life that you have, we can't force you. To mm-hmm. do anything, mm-hmm. right? We wish, like, what what happens is that a lot of Christians, they're really excited. A lot of Christians come from really harsh backgrounds. And once they find that kernel of joy and happiness within God, within Christ, they want to share it with everyone. But mm-hmm. they are not very educated in how to share it. So they're just going to keep using their biases and mm-hmm. they're the way they thought and whatever someone else tells them is right they're gonna follow that thing mm-hmm. instead of um actually uh, trying to understand that all of it matter and then years, yeah. yeah and years pass and years keep passing and those people again they're not educated properly and they don't know the right way to go and it still happens like they still treat people the way they tr- they're they gonna treat them and they still hold those biases uh and
1: and, and i think part of it is like again i think this kind of comes from like a little bit of ego coming into play here when it comes to like how they try to measure each other because like you just said some people are just so overexcited about their love for god especially since they came from like a bad background and god saved them from that and it's great that they love that and they want to share that and that's wonderful and that's a great thing but sometimes they get a little overbearing when it comes to forcing what they've experienced out of other people's throats and so and are therefore fixated on like the good that God has done for them, that they don't really see opportunities for God to do good for other people in different ways, where it's like, oh, God did this one specific good thing for me, therefore he will do this one specific good thing for everyone else, and that's why I will teach everyone else and anyone else who differs, they just don't see it yet, so I'll just keep forcing it down their throats. Like, uh, the equivalent I can think of is, like, say, I've had friends who are married and are like, oh, wow, I love this married life so much. It gives me so much joy. It gives me so much happiness. I want everyone to be this happy. And then they kind of get a little overbearing when it comes to their single friends being like, uh trying to like hook them up on blind dates or like coincidentally or like coincidentally like setting up setting them up in like situations with someone else without actually telling either person where it's like oh yeah these people like i want everyone to be married i want everyone to like experience what i'm experiencing mm-hmm. and they never really stop to think oh well maybe some people just don't aren't really fit for married life or maybe they will get married but like not if someone keeps pu- pu- uh, pushing them in this direction or like never really like they won't really stop and see everyone else's journey or like their girl or anyone else's potential for growth in their own way on their own journeys Mm -hmm. they just see the journey that they've taken and therefore want to supplant that same journey onto everyone else assuming it all works the same and Mm so i think i think a lot of christians do that too just when it comes for their love of god where it's like it's great that you love god and like you want the truth to be known and like see the truth um expressed throughout the world but you gotta understand that even though the truth is the same the truth is not relative the truth can be expressed in a lot of relative ways because we as humans are very complex and very vast and different because we reflect a very vast and complex God. So the tr- so God's truth, will, again, remain the same can be expressed and ministered in different ways in two different people.
0: Yeah, and 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 the truth is Jesus. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what the truth is. We know he's the truth. He's the way, right? And at the end of the day, again. Nobody should be forcing you to do anything. Uh, exactly. If you hear somebody's testimony and that testimony kind of does something for you, they're like, they're, you feel something, right? What I am gonna say: be open.
1: Mm.
0: Be open. That's all I'm asking you, right? Like our friends from the LGBTQ communities, like, be open. Don't don't think about. Like, oh, like, this is... Uh, like, what is this going to do to me? Like, like, no. Uh, be open. And if that doesn't that message doesn't reach you, then, you know, you can continue to live in your life. And nobody should be offending you. Nobody should be treating you differently. And nobody should be hurting you. Um, yep. It's going to happen. Because, it, I mean, it's the real world. People are mm-hmm. horrible sometimes. Um... But uh, I believe that, here's the thing, Like I think that, yes, uh, we sometimes are homophobic and uh, that is something that Christians need to work on. To our fellow Christians who are listening, I hope you're still listening, (laughs) 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 Uh, to our fellow brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ, I think we need to kind of try to learn a little bit more about... Uh, the LGBTQ community, just so, so that we don't right offend them, right? Like I, one of the reasons I wanted to do this uh, is because I kept seeing little posts on Instagram and Facebook saying things that were like, okay, this is very old information. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I saw I saw someone posting. It said, "I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to start any arguments or anything like that. And it's just like, but I have to say the truth. right And then she said that, that it's, the LGBTQ is a lifestyle uh that it's not real like the love is not real so she basically saying she's basically saying she doesn't want to start an argument or she doesn't want to fight with anyone but she's basically telling someone your love's not real Mm -hmm. you what you feel is it's only a it's only like a a lifestyle so you're choosing to do this right you your love's not real you're choosing to do this and uh i believe their your whole existence is a uh,
1: flawed you don't want to start a fight but then you immediately suck a punch the guy right in the nose <laughs> yes exactly
0: and right if you're a christian you have if you're gonna make claims like that Come on, take it like a champ, man. Don't be like, mm-hmm. I don't want to fight. It's like, come on, just take it like a champ. Yes. Uh, but anyways, those claims are are wrong, are wrong, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna say a little bit of my testimony, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is the first time I'm gonna reveal this. This is a big reveal, <laughs> but not really. Dun dun dun. <laughs> um. I've had a same-sex attraction. I am... Uh, I, uh, since I was a, a, a teen, uh, I've been attracted to both uh, man and woman. Um, and that's something I've hidden for a long time. But I think it's part of my testimony. Mm. Here's the thing. The same way right I have my ADHD um, and I have all the disabilities that I have uh, physical like pains and scoliosis and all this stuff and, and now like a- admitting right that I also have the same-sex attraction uh, right I believe that God I still believe this right God is the only one that can change us. And if God wants to change any part of me, he can. And I'm still open to that. I'm still open to that change, right? Because here's the thing. Like I have, I have to live with that existence. I have to live with the existence that, yes, it's real. It's in me. So I understand. Like I understand the feeling. I understand where like the LGBTQ community is coming from, like I get it,
1: uh-huh.
0: like and I don't think it's fake. But when you say that as a Christian, when you're saying that, you are basically trumping down all the testimonies from fellow Christians that are trying to share their life story. And you're basically saying that part of them isn't
1: real? And you're also putting a God in, in a box. Because, again, the testimonies is them acknowledging the good God is placed in their lives. But now you're saying, oh, this testimony isn't real because it's outside of my purview. Then you're saying, oh, this aspect of God isn't real because that's outside of my purview. And so, therefore, you're saying, God is just in this box that is me. Anything outside of this box that is me is not God and, therefore, not good. And that's, again, stifling to both other people. And God, and really yourself in the long run, too.
0: Yeah, uh, and, you know, I saw this, and I was like, what? Like, my same-sex attraction wasn't a choice. Like, I didn't choose to to start feeling these feelings towards uh, the same sex, right? I didn't, uh, like, I don't think that the love I feel sometimes for those people are fake, because love, at the end of the day, love is a chemical reaction that happens in your brain. You are feeling love. <laughs> it's like, it's, an, it's a chemical reaction, um, right? And, like, it it's there. It's real. And it is a, for people who... Want to want to be within the faith, and I'm talking now. I'm not talking to our fellow friends outside of the faith. I'm not talking to our LGBTQ friends, right? We we have closed that chapter. Uh, we we want to understand you, and comprehend you, and you can always reach out to us, right? Now we're talking about. We're gonna be talking more into the faith. We're gonna be talking about more within Christianity, within our beliefs and within uh what what we stand for over here right you don't have to agree with us on this you can be completely uh in disagreement with this and we will be uh, we will not be angry at you right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh but so this is what what i personally believe right um and you you tell me nathan if this is um, if you disagree with me, uh, but my reality and what I perceive, right, is that a lot of people have, have, um, a lot of, uh, LGBTQ Christians, right, uh, are, are basically trying to, to say that the Bible and, and God is okay with us being LGBTQ within the Christian faith, within the church. Um, in that we don't need to we don't need to let God change us because God created us this way. And it's because uh, they have read the Bible, right? And I don't know if you have heard this, right? But it's like they have read the Bible, they have done studies, and they're like, well, in these passages where they're talking about homosexuality, they're actually talking about, like, rape and this and that. They're actually talking about other sexual misconducts. They're actually talking about uh, pedophiles, uh, and you know what I think it. I think maybe they're right like I, I go like you know maybe within the context of that passage they're right maybe it's possible but I love Genesis Nathan mm-hmm. like I love Genesis a lot because it's the foundation I believe of of what the world should be like and was like before and what God intended the world to be for example he intended man and woman to be equal right Mm -hmm. he said like in the beginning God created man and woman he created them in his own image Mm -hmm. man and woman he created in his own image in the image of God not just man both man and woman both of them right And what happened like God intended them to be equals equals in the sense that they both had their own uh, the, their, their own uh, function within the garden, within life, within reproduction, within marriage, but no one was higher than the other. Mm-hmm. right? The reason why Adam is spoken to first, is because he was God's first creation and and he was in charge of the garden. So when when God is talking to him about, like, what did you do, right? It's because he's in charge of the gardens, of, of the garden, because he was given that charge. And he was given the charge of, uh, of not eating the fruit, right? And he told Eve not to... Uh, Adam Adam was the one who told Eve not to eat from the fruit. Right? Um and he told her not to touch it. Cuz that's what she believed as well. She believed that she would touch it, she would uh she would die. Uh and that's what that's not what God said. God said mm-hmm. do not eat it, but Adam with with the fear, I thing like that's the first time you see fear kind of being there, right? Where it's like, "No, I need to tell her, I I cannot just tell her that that with eating it is bad, because maybe she's going to try to touch it, so I'm going to tell her, don't eat it and don't touch it because you'll die, and that's what we do as humans, we like to be like, oh, the Bible says getting drunk is bad, well, let's tell our children not to drink alcohol at all, uh, why because then we like well we don't want them to get drunk because that's evil so let's tell them you shouldn't drink alcohol when jesus and the disciples were drinking wine mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and and every i don't know if you were told this when you were a kid it's like i was told it was grape juice when i was a kid <laughs> uh and uh but yeah
1: yeah, that's our tendency as humans. We kind of like we want to overcorrect again, just to mostly just to protect ourselves.
0: Yeah. So, what happened in Genesis, right? Is here's the thing that I always come back to, is that if God wanted us to be, uh, to be LGBTQ, right, He would have given those options to Adam and Eve. He gave it to. There's animals that have the ability to reproduce asexually. There's animals that are that uh, that the male is the one that carries the babies. There's animals that uh, can change their gender. Mm-hmm. But he didn't give us that ability. Um, in, in that beginning, he didn't. Uh, when he created us, he created us, men and female, men and female. Female. He created us. Now, men and female, I don't believe they're a, uh, I think a lot, we created a lot of social constructs of what a man and a woman need to be. I -hmm. think that society has decided on, on a lot of those things. But you have to admit that as man and woman, there are instincts that are in us that we go through. Like Mm -hmm. that, if we were left, that if if we were taking as babies, and throughout all our lives, we were told, "You're not a boy, you're a girl." When you grow up, you're still gonna feel
1: that you're a boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because there have been books and studies that like that go into that, where like actual people have tried that with like actual kids from. I think mean, back in the 40s, or, like, even kids from, like, random, like, um, uh, third world tribes where they try to do the same thing. And, like, yep. no, the, the the male instincts, especially the male sexual instincts, will still shine forth no matter how much you try to condition them out of them.
0: Exactly. So we know that biologically uh, a, a man, uh, even if they're told you are a woman, right, it, they're still going to be a man and our friends are transgender friends right they uh they have uh they have this uh perspective in their minds uh and they have this feeling and this feeling of being in the wrong body being in, uh that they are in fact supposed to be girls or that in fact they're supposed to be boys uh and that is a completely different topic uh <laughs> for, a different, a for another day. <laughs> for another day. Um But the point is that you know, I believe that in the beginning uh God created this world and it was perfect, but then uh uh the, you know, the snake came along, tricked uh Eve into taking the fruit eating the fruit and and then that went along into her telling her husband to eat from the fruit and as you can see it's kind of like a cycle that happens where people keep on passing sin over Mm -hmm. um sin i think we misunderstand what sin is and i think it's become such a recognized word out there that we're like, oh, those, the sins, the sins are those evil things we do in the darkness. Uh, like not really. (laughs) (laughs) Sins are not necessarily evil things. Now, like they are, they fall in the category of sin, right? But sin is not just evil thing or a thing that god finds disturbing or disgusting or like this is like no like sin is basically whatever falls away from the original design of the world yep that's why we all live in sin going to movie theater that's a sin being in a car Re- releasing fumes into the air that's a sin
1: like uh, like killing the- it's basically it's going outside of god's design and you yeah. go outside of god's design when you don't invite god into what you're doing exactly so like every like all the sins like including like the seven deadly sins like gluttony lust blah 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 those are all just uh vast exaggerations of basic instincts that, and desires that god gave us and those are inherently bad like of course it's not bad to eat it's just bad yeah. when you don't include God in your eating in your desire to eat and so therefore your desire to eat becomes your God as opposed to actual God being your God and so you don't temper it. And so that's the thing with sins, it's like because you don't have the creator guiding you with these desires, you let your desires overtake you and become your God. And so therefore those you wind up it's a separation between ourselves and God. And the communion with ourselves and God as well allows us to act on these desires without these desires controlling us. But when we're separated from God, things of sin, these desires overtake us, and we think, "Oh, these desires are my God now. These are my only options. Therefore, I can only do these things." We're like, "I only can eat to survive, and so therefore I go to gluttony, or I can only have sex to feel good, so therefore I go to lust and things like that." And again, those things aren't inherently bad. It's just bad when we take them to the extreme. And so God wants to be connected to us so he can show us, no, you don't have to take these things to the extreme. You can do these things, and they're all meant to be kept in balance, but none of these are meant to be taken to an extreme because they're taken to an extreme. That just hurts you in the long run, and that goes against my intention for you when I created you. And I
0: really like that it's a good segue, Uh, that, um... that desire, right? Uh, And a lot of our... um, Brothers and sisters, uh, Christian, LGBTQ, in the... Because there's, like, the A and the B side. And it's, like, a lot of people, like, they're, they've created this diff- different things. And, and they created, like, LGBTQ churches. But here's the thing, guys. I, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Why are you creating a church that is only dedicated or I know that you accept anyone in there like every other church Mm -hmm. but you're basically saying it's like me building a an an ADHD church this is the ADHD church this is the church that will accept your ADHD so come on in uh -hmm. right it's the like the autism church Like, here's the autism church is going to accept you just the way you are. Just come in and serve the Lord with us.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: I don't know if that is... First of all, it's not appealing to me, personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's... I don't think... I think we're excluding people with Mm -hmm. that title. We're, like, going... Well, aren't you being a little bit too specific? Like, you're saying that um, your life experience, you're taking your life experience and being like, it's like, it's the most ridiculous thing, right? It's like saying, I'm going to build a straight church. This is the straight church. Come in. You're going to be accepted just the way you are. Mm -hmm. Uh
1: it's just a hyperfixation on a certain label or a hyperfixation on one aspect of who you are. And again, that's not what God wants for us. God wants us to take all these things into consideration and accept, that, and, and accept that just as he accepts all of us as he takes all of our aspects into consideration. He doesn't want us to lean too far in one direction or the other. And I think that's exactly what, God, what Jesus was getting at when he was talking about the way to heaven is a narrow path. Because the way I imagine it, it's like... Um, walking on tightrope and when you're walking on tightrope you're trying to keep yourself in balance you're trying not to go too hard to the left or to the right especially if you're trying to like hold some stuff up or like holding up a pole or whatever you're trying to keep all these various things in tension and balance and that's very very hard and so therefore that's exactly why god invites us to do it with them because he's the one that knows how to do it he showed us how to do it but again as humans we kind of want to go too hard to one extreme or the other and because we do that we wind up falling off the tightrope we wind up falling off the narrow path and so i think our goal is trying to keep these things in tension and keep these things in balance because tension is not inherently bad jesus never shied away from tension in fact god is he and god were often the strongest whenever a tension occurred and so, like when we are when we are weak, we are weakened during the tension moments. Yep. We are weak during these moments when we're trying to keep things in balance. But God is at strongest, mm-hmm. and that's exactly why we need to trust in Him and rely on Him. Yeah, and I think I think yeah. Uh, to give an example, I think back to one story of like um, uh, a guy going to Jesus um, asking for his daughter to be healed, and Jesus is like, "Yeah, sure, I can heal you. I can heal your daughter if you have faith." And the guy straight up says. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Like, I believe you, but at the same time, I don't believe you, so I need help, Lord. Like, I need you to help me. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, okay, yeah, sure, that's great. I can work with that. Go in peace. Your daughter is now healed. Again, Jesus never shied away from the tension. He accepted the reality for, the, for what it was, this murky, messy human reality, accepted it and, lo- and loved it, and then worked through that in order to make mm-hmm. his reality better for him.
0: Mm-hmm. And that tension, that 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 tension, that building up, right? Guys, in the LGBTQ Christian community, we're addressing you right now, right? I'm addressing you directly, and I'm saying this. And maybe you will never hear this, but I have to get this out there. Uh, and maybe our Christian friends are hearing it, and they can share it with everyone else, right? Uh, in a in a in a good manner. Please be kind. But um. You are prohibiting God to from entering in a part of your life just because you have created, you have so strongly, like Nathan said, made it part of your personality and your reality and you can't think of a life where you're not that, mm. and you can't think of a life where God takes that away from you because then what that means is that they were right. I was a monster, I was a sinner, I was a a uh, an abomination, mm-hmm. but that's not true. Those things, they're, they're, they're misunderstandings. They are uh, they're things that, um, like we said, it, it's a topic that, that, is, that you have to look at it from a, um, from a lot of angles. And you have to try to find the truth. Uh, and the truth is that God loves you. Jesus loves you right and he wants you to come in and like nathan says said he wants you he wants to be a part of every single aspect of your life but you have to allow that you have to let god come in in those aspects of your life
1: Mm.
0: and even if that doesn't change right um in your life whatever it is for example uh, right uh, you have to listen try to listen to the Holy Spirit and and try to look for an answer always try to look for what God wants for your life mm-hmm. not what you want for yourself like when you yeah. When you try to insert that ego of yours into your faith and what you believe, that makes no sense because you're basically going in, going against the belief itself, which is to stop being yourself and let God make you new. That new person is still going to be you, but it's going to mm-hmm. be the best version of you. Mm-mm. The best version of you, and you're still gonna like the things that you like. You're still gonna love the things that you love. God is not gonna take that away from you. God is not gonna be like, oh, here, like I'm coming as a dictator. I'm gonna take everything you love and uh, and like and, and take it away from you. No, no, no. He is going to be like, okay, I'm gonna take this from you, but here is. There's still that love that you have for these things. these things that you have yeah. over here, they're good like and I want to keep those things. I want to yeah. keep that testimony that you have. like I want you to have this, but let me in there so you can understand what I want you to do with that. Let me in there so I can so you can understand why I let that happen to you. why that happened, <laughs> why you needed that in your life. And and you need you need to realize that is that you can't be like I can't say this I can't be like well I'm autistic I have autism I'm autistic or I'm autistic or I have ADHD right I can't be like as a person with ADHD I'm not saying this as a person who is neurodiverse I can't be like well this is part of who I am so I'm never gonna let God in this. I'm never going to let god like i'm i'm this is my personality this is who i am so god like like i don't think this is a sin i don't think this is a is a thing that is uh hurting me or anything this is part of who i am this is how my brain works so like i'm not letting god in no Like, I can still let God in. I can still say, God, if you want to do something with this, if you want to either take it away or use it for your glory, whatever you want, like, just come in and let me know what you want from me. Let me know what you want from that. Uh, And it's a, it's humbling yourself. And I understand that's hard. I understand how hard that is. So hard. And to let God in In those parts that you go like this is who I am. Like I love Spider Man. Like God, don't touch Spider-Man. Like I, I <laughs> like I, I, I wanna keep Spider-Man, you know? Like but but God's like Well yeah, Raymond, but you're letting that define you and you're not letting me uh define you. You're not letting mm-hmm. you're letting me in because you're holding that too close to your heart. Um mm-hmm. and you gotta sometimes you gotta let go a little of that ego so that god can come in and and be like i love that love like i like that but let's redirect it to something more productive like let's use that love towards this let's use that knowledge that you have let's use it to help other people like Mm. and and here's here's how my love of spider-man applies right think about think about sin i i like to think about sin sin like venom <laughs> <laughs> you know venom comes in like he attaches to yourself and he uh basically uh takes comes out with those bad feelings mm-hmm. and takes those bad feelings and amplifies them uh mm-hmm. on uh it is really uh really interesting makes you feel
1: strong makes you feel powerful but also like hyper fixates on these negative feelings and all the negative negativity around you
0: exactly and you end up hurting other people a lot of people always say why is god gonna judge us all like why is why is there gonna be a judgment well because we hurt people like everybody hurts people like even if you know it or not you hurt someone today somehow you know unless you're trapped unless you're in your house all day well like you're only hurting yourself (laughs) but uh we we try to think that sin is such a like easy thing to understand it's just like oh it's the wrong you know there's the right and then there's the wrong like, no, it's a complex web of things, um, are, the, the sicknesses that we have, like, my scoliosis, that's sin, (laughs) my, my ADHD, or, like, that's, that's sin, it's not because, it's not because it's evil, it's not because it's a bad thing, right, it's not a bad thing, my ADHD, like, is the the way I view the world the way I see it the way my brain works it's not an evil thing I use it for good like I use it to 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 understand things and to uh to make things I'm so creative like I'm so passionate like I have art in my life right but (coughs) (coughs) sorry the reason why right it's a sin it's because it's it's uh, uh it it wasn't created uh it, it wasn't the original intention it was something that came to be because of that evolution between the creation and now
1: it's mm-hmm. something that the sep- the separation of god's will and intention exactly. the, the, the decision the decision that adam and eve whether they intended to or not the decision they made when they ate the fruit being we don't need your God. We will be our own God. We will justify and validate our own existence, God, by eating this by eating this fruit and trying to become gods ourselves. And sin is a result of us trying to be our own gods by deciding we don't need you, God. We will do it on our own, and so therefore, a lot of sin just boils down to the pain we cause to ourselves and others, trying to do it on our own.
0: Correct. And when we allowed God into those part of our, into those parts of our lives. He can purify those things. And he can be like. Mm -hmm. Here's how you can use that. For good. Here's how you can use that. For others. Instead of just holding that as. A thing. In yourself. As only ego. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and that's. 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 uh, How I wanted to. To end it today. Right. Is to to share the the true gospel (laughs) is that you know let god in you know Let, let 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 um if you feel that if you feel that you are only holding on to things just because um you believe that if whatever happens happens Uh, you're gonna be proving everyone right no you're you have your life experience and your life experience is still valid if when you let God in what you're letting in is a you're letting in a purifying light that is gonna understand you and it's gonna be like this uh, this what right here I don't think you're you're evil or bad for this. I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to help mm-hmm. you with this. Um you just got to let <coughs> let God in and if you're a believer, right? If you're a Christian, right? You got to let God into those areas of your life so that you can keep growing cuz what we want is to get better the, the, our purpose in, in, uh, right now as Christians on Earth is to try to reach that original design. We're not going to make it in this era, but that's what we're trying to get at. What are your mm-hmm. final thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, Nathan?
1: I, well, well one thing, all of that was beautiful. I wholeheartedly agree. And I think at the end of the day, And this boils down to what your hope is in, man. And when you have hope, that means you have you see potential for good in your life. You see endless potential. You have expectation for good. And if your hope is in one single aspect of your identity to the point where you think you have no hope, if you don't have that, if you don't have that aspect of your identity anymore, then that's a problem. And so, therefore, yes, like what you're saying, it's just a matter of inviting God in and placing your hope in Him. Because when you have that hope in Him, that's where the goodness is. Well, that's where the goodness. Will come in that's where the possibilities are endless because therefore you're able to keep so many things in tension and not feel threatened or worried or anxious about them but see how keeping all these things in balance is a beautiful and wonderful reflection of God's goodness and his complexity because I kind of think of like <laughs> This might be, this is a f- another funny comparison, but I'm thinking of like the climax of Kung Fu Panda 3, where like Poe has his epiphany, where he's like, oh, yes, I'm the dragon warrior, but I'm also a panda. I'm also the son of a goose. I'm also a teacher. I'm also all these things. And that's what makes me who I am. And that's a good thing. And that's wonderful. And that's where I draw strength and hope from. And like, that's how I'm able to like rise above and like face the situation that I'm faced with now. And I think it's the same thing for all of us, where again, we get so fixated on one certain aspects of ourselves whether they be good or bad and we think that's all there is to ourselves but no god's saying no there is so much more to you and that's a lot to handle i know but that's why i'm here with you that's why i want to do this with you to show you that you can't handle all of this that there is more to the story you don't have to resign your fate to just one aspect of yourself and thinking like that's your only de- that's your only divine quality that's what your circumstances say and therefore that's where your story begins and ends no god is showing you the story is so much more than that just let him show you because he's already he wants a much more rich narrative for you but we kind of again oversimplify it when we fixate on one or two aspects of ourselves and that's and as images of God we are not meant to be defined by one or two aspects we're meant to be defined by him who was a very rich and complex God
0: that was beautiful Nathan and I think my last thoughts on this is that you got to think about what comes next it, within the Christian faith, right? The What comes next is eventually we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. And Jesus said in, in the Bible that in that new heaven and a new earth, we're going to be like the angels. We're not going to have uh, the desire of, um, of basically feeling attracted to uh, to anyone we're just gonna be basically asexual beings uh, in existence and we're not gonna need uh, sex or reproduction or even attraction to each other anymore and jesus is very clear about that uh, in the new testament So I think that you have to think about that as a Christian, that maybe our sexuality is not as important as we think. Thank you for listening uh, to another podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode. Um, I hope that this brought something to your life. I hope that this spoke to you. I hope that God spoke through us. And, you know, you can find us, like, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, Everything is in the description down below. Uh, You can also join our Discord group if you want. There's a lot of uh, ways you can help us. There's also, like, you can support the ministry by just uh, donating something. It doesn't have to be very big. You you can... Even just give us a dollar if you want to. Um, everything helps. Thank you very much for listening and see you guys on August because this is, uh, you know, this is the intermission. Uh, and we're going to be starting season three on August. Um, so see you
1: then. TDFN. Ta ta for now.